He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist. Yeah, I mean, as people are saying, maybe we forgot how to do this after a, a week <laughs> off last week. Sorry, guys, we were trying to get our guest in today, and we're having technical difficulties on both ends, getting uh, my, my buddy Eli queued up and ready for the show, so we will have to have him back another day. We, we apologize for that. I was looking forward to having him. I know you guys were, too. We will get him back, though. He's, that's the nice thing about him being a friend is we can, we can, as busy as he is, we can still make it work. Um, but thanks for being here. Hope you had a great weekend. Sorry that last week was a little bit of a different week. Um, it just was what it was, but we're back in the saddle now, ready to go. I am Drew Berquist, if you're new. This is my show, if you're new, but we're glad you're here. You're a part of it, too. And let's get, uh, let's get right into things, as we normally do, with question of the day. Now, I'm sure people are going to take their liberties with this and go a bunch of different directions. Ah, whatever. You know, and technically we're not in the fall yet, but football is being played right now, folks. So it's kind of the fall. It's September. So just roll with me. The question is this. What is the best traditionally fall food? Okay, something that's normally considered fall, you know, fall festive. Seasons changing kind of a food. What is it? What is your answer as you send in your responses? Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Home Title Lock. You guys, homeowners, there's lots of you in the audience. Homeowners, beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Here's how you find out. My partners over at Home Title Lock have a special free offer for my listeners. It's pretty easy. All you got to do is go to hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew. You can see it on the screen. Then simply enter your address for a free, no obligation home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans on your home or forge your name stating he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew using my promo code Drew, then enter your address for free. No obligation, home title scan. That's $100 value, all for free. Again, it's hometitlelock.com forward slash Drew. Okay. I'd say the scariest part of all that is that there's no way to know unless you check. Right? Or, you know, I guess I guess if you were to have to get, like, your credit checked and stuff, then you would see that these loans have been pulled out and stuff. <laughs> You're like, I didn't do this. What are you talking about? But at that point, it's too late. Like, you know, like you were just saying. It's, it's, it's too late. You're, you're paying legal fees. You're paying all sorts of stuff to get, you know, some wrongs righted. Uh, and, and not to mention the emotional heartache and, and, and just emotional toll that comes along oh, with yeah. it. Um, it's pretty crazy. So, like I said, we were going to have Eli Crane on today who, who won the congressional nomination out in Arizona's second district. He's going to be taking on Tom O'Halloran this fall in the November midterm election. He's going to win. He's a former Navy SEAL. He is a, is a, a grid friend of the show. And uh, like I said, we will get him back. But there's some interesting he, other uh, things was, going on there, by the way. Just, you know, I was on the phone with him while we were in the thing, and he, he just wanted to apologize, say sorry that, you know, technical difficulties, and, they and he's going to work it in to get 
to get back on. So yeah, absolutely, uh, they happen, and and we're, we're look. We're, I can't vote for him because I don't live in Arizona Second District, but I'm still gonna tell you guys who live in Arizona to vote for him because he is an awesome person, a patriot. He's the kind of person that we need in Washington D.C. So make sure you do vote for Eli Crane. We'll get him back before he wins in November, and we'll get him back on the show after he wins. But out in Arizona, just a couple things that we're going to get to today, and then we got lots to, to, to discuss. We're going to talk Joe Biden. We're going to talk Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, all th- the, such, such villains on the show today that we're talking about. We're going to talk about Fetterman up in Pennsylvania during Booze and Banter, so make sure that you get on over there today. Uh, we'll, share the link, um, we'll share the link for Booze and Banter in the chat room today so you've got that I'll, I'll i'll give you more on that here in a little bit but out in arizona where eli is running and again gonna win his race there's obviously a very prominent gubernatorial race going on you've got katie hobbs and you've got carrie lake who we've talked about a great deal and what's interesting is you've got <clears throat> you've got Katie Hobbs and her team who announced on Sunday that she's not going to debate Carrie Lake. It's not happening. So you've got a a key governor race happening. And you've got Katie Hobbs saying, yeah, you know what? I'm not debating. And you know why? You know why she's not debating? We're going to get back to, to the answer of question of the day here in a second, I promise. But you know why she's not debating? She's not debating because she's saying that Carrie Lake is a conspiracy theorist and Arizonans deserve better, according to her. So we're just not going to do it at all. We're not going to tell you what I stand for. We're not going to actually go head to head in a debate, which is the time old tradition of, of, of what we all expect. Because she says that Carrie Lake's a conspiracy theorist. So not happening. Fetterman, by the way, doesn't want to debate either. Like I said, we'll talk about him and booze and banter. There's lots to get to there. But uh, the question, some people saying, I missed the question. What is the most traditionally fall or best traditionally fall, in your opinion, food? All right, let's get to some answers. T-Mass, we sure did. We sure did. So June says chili. I figured we'd get some chilies. Sweet potato pie, says BM. Sweet tater pie again, Minnie Trout. Jello shots, fair enough. Coming in with another answer. Um, turkey and dressing, another chili. There we go. Tyrone, good to see you, my friend. Soup, okay. Is long, well, here's the question, though, uh, Misty. I've ha- asked this question before. Is soup a, a meal? I think it's not. I think soup is delicious. I think it goes as a part of a greater meal. It's a portion of a meal. Um, it's a bouge What'd you say? It's a mouge bouge. It's an appetizer. It's, it's an appetizer. It's not, it's, it's not something, you know, and, and hey, I've, I've had my fair share of like hearty soups, but I'm still not full. I'm like, so am I going to have my 12th bowl yet? Or we're out of soup? Okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, where's the wings? You know, and so it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's just like a sample. It's like, ooh, now I'm ready. Now that I got the base, the foundation in my stomach, let's let's get the rest in here. Yeah, yeah, let's, it's yeah. it's delightful. Love a love a good like butternut squash or or you know something some kind of soup like that. Uh, caramel apples, love it. Beer, just straight up beer. Sazonix, I love beer. it. Pumpkin spice chili <laughs> for sure. Drink beer in the fall. There we go. Ginger came in with what I just said: butternut squash soup. It's delicious. More caramel apples. Which is interesting. I just said caramel there. I usually say caramel, even though that's not how you're supposed to say it. But whatever. 
Grilled cheese and tomato soup. Chili soup. Pumpkin pie. Soup is a meal at my house, says Barb. I know. And Deb says the same. I know. We've had this conversation. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> Braised short ribs and mashed potatoes. Now we're talking. Mm. Talk dirty to me. Um, okay. So so some, some, some good answers. What's yours, Disco? See, for me, it's, uh, you know, living in Orlando most of my life. Uh, you know, once football season started, every Monday night, we'd go to a, a wings place, get all you can eat wings. So for me, it's like fall football wings. Like I like I've already perfected how I can cook it in my new barbecue. And so now it's just like, all right, where can we get 20 pounds of wings? You know, like, let's do this. Yeah. Well, so football me, season does wings. OK, it comes yeah, with a lot so of me, it's wings. chicken wings. I'm going to I'm going to go with something that's sweet. And I'm going to go apple crisp. I love apple crisp. The topping is is key. Don't screw up the topping. If you screw up the topping, we're not friends anymore. Um, but that is good. It is a good one. There are lots of good answers from you guys. Banana bread's good. All yummy See, stuff. I and once again, bread, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to bananas, so I can't have it anymore. Yeah. And banana bread is fantastic. It is fantastic. It is fantastic. Okay, let's get on to, to more of the show here. Again, for you new folks, the question of the day happened to deal with food today. It often does. It often takes things down a different track for a little bit. But you've got Hobbs who's saying she won't uh, debate out there in, in Arizona. You've got um, Mudcat was saying, I think it was, that, that Walls is not going to debate or doesn't want to debate in Minnesota. And it's just interesting because it's, 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 it, it, it seems like, and these guys tend to trend together and they, they tend to do things all in, in unison talking about the Democrats, that is, that one of their new tacks, their new approaches is just to say, hey, you know what? We're just not going to debate. We're not doing it. We're just going to slam, slander other, other people on the other side of the aisle, <clears throat> our opponents in this case, and say, we're not doing it. And come up with justification as to why and pout along the way and yada, yada, yada. But I mean, think about it. I mean, this really is becoming a trend. You can say, well, it's three, four people. Okay, but we, we've had multiple people suggest it. Whether it ends up being three, ten, or twenty, this this has not been the, the the way things have been done before. You let the people know where you stand on issues. You push back and you get yelled at, yes, and you you have to fight and battle with your opponent. But that's how we kind of have done things in America for a long time. Get your ass on the debate stage. In many cases, in, in two, three rounds, different dates. <clears throat> You'd think it would be a requirement. Hey, if you've made it to the next level and you're running, you have to, you have to show up. Or the debate still happens, and when they go to ask you a question, they show an empty podium and move on. Like it's right. You know, like you would think that's what it would be like because – you know, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to debate you. <laughs> okay, so then why, why, why do you deserve to be like the, that? Would be the question. That should should be the question when the podium's empty. So why do you deserve to be our next governor? <laughs> well, no, I agree from him again. Yep. you know, like once again, <laughs> silence from the empty podium. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you'd think it would be a requirement. It should you be. Know, it should be. Look, yeah. and, and I get it. Not. I mean, that's they're not doing it just because they suck at debates. They're doing it because they just want to be able to slander their opponent and make everyone think that that's the truth because if i say it it's true right but 
Not everyone is good at debates, but you know what? You gotta, you gotta do them. You gotta prepare for them. You gotta have a team prepare you for it. And, and it's, it's, sh- it should be one of those deals where whether there is, and, and with, you know, if there's some crazy scenario with health issues that come into play, it gets rescheduled. It gets rescheduled. We'll talk about Fetterman who, who had a health issue, you know, he had a stroke, but you, you, and they didn't cancel a debate because of that. He is he he has canceled it and said that they're not going to do it, and it is not cl- blaming the stroke. He's he's just saying he doesn't want to. But certainly we know that's the reason. But <clears throat> if again, and we'll get into this. And by the way, I shared the link to Booze and Banter for this afternoon. We we already have that link ready to go. We'll get over there closer to three o'clock. But you, if 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 you're unwilling to debate, you sh- you you shouldn't be running for office. If you're unfit and incapable of debating, then you absolutely should not be able to run for office. Yeah, because then, you know, let's just say on the scale of, like, the presidential stage and everything, how do I know that you're going to be going to other countries and talking and trying to go, you know, beat the other person in in a debate or in a talk or something, How you know, to get things done in, in the better interest of America? I don't know. Well, you can't. We don't have a damn person in D.C. who can do that. Um, Yeah, Fetterman's never had a job. (laughs) Lives with mommy and daddy. I love it, Annette, coming in with some fire there today. Anyways, I just just found it interesting, as as Katie Hobbs said that, that this is something that's happening more and more, and it's not a good, like, falling in line with everything else that's happening in this country. it's, It's not a good trend. We don't have many good trends happening right now. And June, you're right. They they have essentially nothing to run on nothing to run on whatsoever the other thing they have is they just have hateful rhetoric divisive rhetoric you had joe biden hillary clinton others coming out this weekend on the anniversary of 9-11 21 year anniversary of 9-11 using it as an opportunity to slam their opponents i mean literally last week or the week prior he he had biden out there calling Trump supporters extremists the greatest threat to our democracy. We all remember that. We talked about it. Here was him trying to talk, by the way, about, about he, he, lost, he lost either track of the teleprompter or the teleprompter was wrong and he didn't know how to continue on talking about something that should matter and there should be some, some near and dear words to all of us in, in talks and discussions about 9-11. But he's taken off track here. He 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 really struggled to recover. He didn't recover, in fact, when talking about Flight 93. Take a listen. As passengers on board Flight 93 understood that they were living the open. <laughs> okay, so he, he had... what now? Where where were you going with that one, Joe? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I every time he speaks. I feel like I need like a Rosetta Stone program or something like that to just interpret what he said or what he was trying to say. It's painful. It's painful. But getting to the meat of his speech where he, again, in, in a less heavy-handed fashion, but again, brought the tone and the rhetoric where he was going against Americans, speaking in front of the Pentagon, saying he owes it. We owe it collectively to... to uh, to push back against this. We owe it to the victims of 9-11 to, using his words, 
Defend democracy. Again, mere weeks, mere weeks after calling people who support Trump, not him, extremists. And again, using the term democracy, something that we are not. But <clears throat> he said it's not enough to gather and remember each September 11th, who we, th those we lost more than two decades ago, Biden said, because on this day, it's not about the past, it's about the future. Gosh, the future doesn't look good right now, huh? But their future does. In his, in his opinion, it does. Said we have an obligation, a duty, a responsibility to defend, preserve, and protect our democracy, the very democracy that defends the right to freedom that those terrorists on 9-11 sought to bury in the burning fire, smoke, and ash. And that takes a commitment on the part of all of us. So he's trying to be the great unifier here, something he's, of course, not done. We've never been as divided. And then he continued on, American democracy depends on the habits of the heart of we the people. It's not enough to stand up for democracy once a year or every now and then, something we have to do every single day. This is a day not only to remember, but a day of renewal and resolve for each and every American and our devotion to this country, to the principles and the bodies, to our democracy. That is who we owe those remembered today. So look, some of the things he said there are not wrong. The sentiment is not completely wrong if you're saying it and you mean it. If you're saying we all collectively, if you're talking about those evil terrorists on that day, and you didn't just label everyone else in the country who opposes you terrorists, you can't, you, you, you can't have it go both ways. It just doesn't work. And again, you cannot continue. It shows... Uh, that he thinks that everyone is stupid. The Democrats, now he doesn't, he didn't write this. He just gets up there and says parts of it, right? He, he doesn't even get most of it right. That they think people are stupid because again, we're not a democracy, guys. We're just not, that's not what we are. But it's the dumb, dumbed down, simplified version of what they think we are, what they understand us to be, and what they think they can convince their people to believe that we are. And that's just not where we are. But again, none of this matters. You can't go give a speech like that, full of gaffes, and try and rally after for, for weeks in a row. It wasn't just the one speech in Philadelphia, by the way. There was plenty of comments the week prior. You had KJP doubling down on things from the podium saying, yes, we believe this, this administration and President Joe Biden believe that those who voted for President Trump are the greatest threat to democracy. That's half the country. That's half the damn country. <clears throat> Anywho, he's out there. He's out there pushing that. And you've got Hillary, who made headlines on her Apple TV show, Gutsy. Her show's named Gutsy. That's the worst name for a TV show ever, by the way. Would, any, would anyone in the audience use the word gutsy to describe murder granny i'm curious that's like a second question of the day hey what should we name her show how about gutsy gutsy goes with her no it doesn't it doesn't at all like duplicitous unctuous enabler frigid gooey evil vindictive shallow awful demonic greedy i mean any of those would be better right loser loser she did lose two time loser loser like she did. Yeah. <laughs> but she got out she's there. She's not a loser. She's just lost. You know, <laughs> yeah. 
she's something. She's something. Have you seen? I mean, her. You've got her and and Chelsea out promoting stuff right now. It's just a, yeah, it gets your stomach churning seeing her everywhere. And of course, everyone tees up the work. questions they know. You know, she's been on Fallon. She's been on this. The, you know, this. I mean, that's she's everywhere. Or but, just just so that the word winner is in it, the title would be not a winner. Not a winner. Yeah. But like winners massive, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I li- I like that. I have, I can go with that. Um, um but she said this, quote, honestly it doesn't it does seem to me, excuse me, that the best thing that could happen for the country and frankly for what's left of the Republican party is to defeat as many candidates that they have running now at all levels, national, state and local and force them to purge, notice that term, purge their party of the disease that has unfortunately spread that is undermining our democratic institutions and our rule of law and our truth, our common truth. So here's, here's kind of just some initial thoughts when you hear what she had to say there. Some just kind of first responses that came to mind for me. First off, she starts off, notice how she, she begins her paragraph or her response. It starts with the word honestly. Right off the bat, you know it's a lie when Hillary Clinton says, honestly, because honestly is one of those words that pathological liars use to sell their lie to whoever they're talking to, right? It's like when people say, with all due respect, it's like, okay, well, what's about to come is an insult. And they're just saying that because you can get away with it. With all due respect, I hope you die in a tragic barn fire. See, it was kind. That was a nice touch, right? I, I, I did it nicely. But honestly, I mean, when you say honestly, Right off the bat, you, you know that it's going to be a lie, but you also <clears throat> know that you're going to get some good meat to chew on here and, and talk about, which we did, because the next sentence is about defeating Republicans at every level, which is regular, expected political talk. But then in, in, in typical communist fashion, Murder Granny goes in for the kill by using the words purge, and disease. She loves describing all of us these ways, by the way. She has for a long time. But she chose those words, and the Democrats collectively right now are choosing those words on purpose because what they're doing is very much a part of their plan. They're dehumanizing Republicans. You can say, oh, we're going to go down some crazy thread here. Well, just go with me for a second on this. Because dehumanization is a key part of a 10-stage of their plan, of, of, of how these people work, of how they eliminate someone who opposes them. PM, Drew, you're making it so hard for me not to comment. I've got work to do. I'm sorry. This is, you know, this is, it puts you in a predicament. Um, but we're glad you're here either way, PM. But she uses the word purge. Where, I mean, think about this. Where else has that been used recently? It's been implemented at, at, at minimum. With General Milley, Lloyd Austin, and everything that's going on with the military, there's a purge going on there. If you've got a different political view, if you're an alpha male, if you are a conservative, you signed up for the right reasons because you love this country and are willing to fight, bleed, and die for it, eh, you're not really what we're looking for in the U.S. military anymore. And I get it. I'm going off on a tangent. But it's important that the, the Democrats, as the Democrats increase their rhetoric before the midterms, that they continue on with their process, with everything that they've got going on here. And, and dehumanization, as I mentioned, dehumanization is, is, is the fourth step or one of 10 steps, however you want to look at it, in getting rid of their opponents. 
Here are some of the others. You can kind of decide on your own where we are in the process. But you've got classification, right? People divided into us versus them. That's been going on for a while. It's gotten worse now because you've gotten Republicans and ultra MAGA. And if you supported Trump and you love this country, you're considered to be a terrorist or an extremist. Again, funny that I fought for this country overseas for the vast majority of my adult life, fighting terrorists, hunting terrorists, and now I'm considered one. The irony is... What did Hillary call you? Call of you? Deplorable? Yes. Deplorable. Yep. Um, now, so I'm a deplorable terrorist. Evil. Vile person. <laughs> so, But there's classification, right? Us versus them. You're in this category. We're in this category. Yada, yada, yada. Symbolization. People are forced to identify themselves. Well, we've seen that. Vaccine cards. Just generally how you vote these days, but vaccine cards, your, 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 your views and, and, and thoughts and beliefs as it pertains to COVID, government, big government control, all of that stuff. Discrimination. People begin to face this, uh, excuse me, systematic discrimination. Man, we're, we're there. We've been there for a long time. And you're right. We have demonized each other for years, Tyrone. Some of this stuff has been going on. I'm not saying all this stuff is new. But you got step four, dehumanization. People equated with animals, vermin, or diseases, which I do sometimes too. But I'm not sitting here saying that I'm some amazing person. But it's important because you can eat more easily. Let me, let me just tell you from, from the perspective of a sociopath, okay? And you have to be one to be good at the job that I used to do. It's much easier to put people in categories, which again is a huge part of routing out your enemies, going against them, putting them, putting them down. It's much easier to do that if you classify them something below human status. If you strip away the value from them, whether it's real or not, it's much easier to do that. So you, you, you equate them to animals or diseases, as was just mentioned there. Organization. Government creates special groups, police, military, to enforce the policies. This started way back with the Floyd riots. This continued with Millie and Austin to rid Trump supporters from the military, people that they've considered white extremists, white supremacists. It's ridiculous. You're allowed to have different opinions. You just are. You, well, you used to be. Polarization. The government broadcast propaganda to turn the populace against the group. This started back in 2016. Has been full throttle ever since. The media and, and, and how respect towards the, the office of the president has changed forever. It will never go back. Preparation. Official action to remove, relocate people begins. I'm not going to go fully down this path because I don't, you know. You can go crazy with this stuff. That's not how we do things here. Some of you probably will, and, 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 and so be it. But notice how FEMA's mission statement changed the day that Biden was sworn in. You can see it on their website. You can go look it up. Look it up. Persecution. Beginning of... <sighs> We've seen that. Persecution's there. Extermination. Wholesale elimination of the group. It is extermination and not murder because the people are not considered human. Goes back to point four, dehumanization. Denial. Then the government says, hey, we haven't done anything wrong. We're just operating in truth here. We're just, we're looking out for you. Looking out for you. All that to say, you've got people right now who are debating and saying, oh, you know what? We're not, we're not going to debate, in fact. And Tyrone, you brought up a point earlier. Do, do debates really 
change people's minds a whole lot. They know who they're going to vote for going into it. I don't think you're completely wrong. I think most people do. Rarely, and let, with the exception of, of primaries, I think that people come out and have some, some thoughts changed on that. But in a general election, usually you know who you're going to vote for. And these days in this country, you're a Republican or a Democrat and you hate the other side. That's just the, the, the state that we're in, as unfortunate as it might be. But it does matter. It still matters. Even if you know, hey, okay, I'm going to watch a Trump-Biden debate, or I'm going to watch a Bush-Gore debate, or I'm going to watch a fill in any debate you've ever watched. Yeah, you knew who you were going to vote for, and 99% of you did not change. But it also puts these people on a stage where they have to answer questions. A lot of them aren't going to be answered honestly or fairly. The Democrats are going to get teed up more because the media is on their side. So... It's not going to change the vote, but I still think it shows your character. And it gives people an opportunity to learn a little bit more about how, how, how are you going to handle this? Are you going to snap when you get pressed, when you get angry? Anyways, you, you get my point. We could talk about that forever. But you've got them saying we're not going to debate. You've got this narrative that has been ramped up over the years and now is coming from the mouths of not just the person playing president, but KJP the vice president, everyone in their administration saying, you know what? We think if you don't like us, you're a terrorist. You're a threat to democracy, as they say. This is serious stuff. This is serious conversation that we're having. Serious things being thrown against us. We're ahead of the midterms. They're so desperate because, they look, they've accomplished a lot. None of it is good. But in their, in their eyes, again, we always... We always say, where is this kind of stuff? Where have these kind of socialist policies, communist policies ever worked? They haven't worked. They're awful. The people get just, there's, there's suffering. There's, there's crazy expenses. You have to lean on big government. Hi, that's, a, that's a loss, right? Well, it's a loss for us, but it's never a loss for the people trying to implement it. So they're getting wins in their mind as we deal with record inflation and, and, and we, we are in a recession and we've got these supply chain issues and we've got voting issues and trust issues and, and all sorts of stuff. They don't see any problem with that whatsoever because, again, you are scum to them. And even the people they're catering to in their elections, particularly as we lead into these midterms, you're just a means to an end. You're just a tool that will get kicked to the curb later because it is us versus them. Us versus them means us Americans versus those who wish to control Americans, a bigger government, people who want to be in charge of, of how you do things. And we're, we're beyond seeing that now. And, and by the time the rest of the people realize it's going to be too late. But if people would realize that, it would be a lot easier. Like, hey, we vote different, but we're on the same side and we're against that. We, we're against them because the, you know what? They hate us. They hate you. They hate me. They hate this country. They're willing to lie through their teeth to get people to just continue to vote them in, give them a little bit of a bigger window of opportunity for power. It's a scary time. Really scary time. All right, I want to touch on Kamala and one or two other things before we head on over to Booze and Banter. Again, I put the link in there, but before we do that, guys, You've got to, a lot of you have, by the way, which is awesome. And thank you in advance for doing that, not just for, for supporting the show and, and taking care of things, but for taking care of you guys. But if you've got an IRA, 
We just talked about how bad things were with Biden's economy. Again, they love the fact that it's this bad. They have no problem with it. They might say that they're, gonna, they're trying to fix things, but they're not. It's all part of their plan. But if you've got an IRA, a 401k, regular old savings account, you know that things are scary. People aren't making huge gains right now. These guys, this administration has printed more money in the past two years than the previous 100 years combined. The national debt hit a record $30 trillion. Inflation is the highest we've seen since 1982. It's only a matter of time, folks, before the house of cards comes crumbling down. If you have retirement savings, your money could be at serious risk. And it's not, it could be at serious risk. It is at serious risk. So go on over, talk to my friends at GoldCo. See how you can protect your retirement, your savings with gold and silver before it's too late. Go to DrewLovesGold.com. They will give you $10,000 or more in free silver when you open a qualifying account. Also, when you're on the site and you fill out the form, you just fill out this free form, they'll get in touch with you and then you can make whatever decision you want to do. But if you fill out the information and you call them before they call you during business hours, they'll also send you a free one ounce Reagan coin uh, all for free. So head on over DrewLovesGold.com and see uh, how they can help you out. And I promise they can. It's going to be a good, a good thing that you discover there. Okay, so let's get to Kamala. So Kamala tried talking again. She was on with Chuck Todd, right? So he, he sits down with Cam Cam, and here are some of the highlights, starting with this Freudian slip, by the way, by Cam Cam. Look, look at her trying to catch things here. You were a senator. You, you weren't ready to get rid of the legislative filibuster as of 2017. What, what has changed? Well, let's talk about what we have seen around the country, in particular after I, together with Joe Biden, when we won, Whoa. and he became president and I became vice president, which was as a result of some of the highest number of people voting that have ever voted in a presidential election. So I won. I mean, we won. Me and Joe won. Thanks to all the dead people who voted for us. <laughs> And there were, I mean, look, in fairness, she's right. A lot of people did vote this time around. Were they all legit? No, not necessarily. And when I say not necessarily, not at all. But, hey, you know, they like breaking records. And in in fairness to them, they are good at breaking records. Immigration, the number of people that come across, you know, prices at the gas pump and, you know, you name it. Prices at the grocery store, prices everywhere. Everything they touch goes to shit. And they did. They had a lot of dead people vote. I mean, Guinness Book of World Records should have been on scene changing this stuff. Like, hey, most votes ever, most dead votes ever. You're winning all sorts of records today. People, but this guy voted 84 times. It's impressive. It's impressive. But <clears throat> she was asked about, when you look at that, that response, by the way, where she starts to say, I won. She was asked about the filibuster. So how you even can, I mean, this is, this is the, the, the brilliance of the Biden-Harris administration, which they like to be referred to, right? She's asked a question about the filibuster and answers that gobbledygook that you just heard. I mean, how do you even connect an election with a parliamentary procedure? It doesn't make any sense at all. Now, we know why. They don't want to talk about the truth. They don't want to discuss reality here so you got to give different answers the, what's funny is is how they give information about how they truly feel or what's truly going on when when these slips happen so this 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 chick right here cam cam checks all the right boxes except for confidence 
it's obvious that she doesn't want to answer the question, so she acts like an eight-year-old who just got, playing, caught, got caught playing with matches or something. Gives a completely different answer to the question that was asked. Kamala, were you playing with matches? I got a straight A on my report card, Dad. That's not, that's not what I asked you. That's great. And, and if it's Kamala, I'm concerned on how she got an A on any kind of report card, too, by the way. They oh, start no, she young. She fabricated the, yeah. the A's. She, you know, yeah. I was thinking something dirtier than that. But, <clears throat> but then she was asked. Well, that's inappropriate. Then she, then she was asked about the border, and her answers didn't get any better. Take a listen to here. I'm going to have 2 million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. Hmm. So whenever she... First of all, Chuck... Chuck never presses on these things. These people never get pressed, which is just ridiculous to me. It's not fair, and it sounds like a crybaby thing to say it's not fair. Press everyone. Press Republicans. Press Democrats. Make them explain their answers. And when they don't answer, which they typically don't, stay on them until they do. Get them on record. But whenever she doesn't have an answer, she defaults to a talking point and goes right to, in this case, we need a path pathway to citizenship. These guys want open borders, you guys. Don't we have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, right, it's right. I mean, process, right. <laughs> there is a process that can be, uh, and a lot of people, by the way, fought like I've got someone who who is near and dear to my heart, as you guys know right now, and and Shafi, who's going through a process, a legal process, which is a total pain in the ass, but it's a legal process. And when when he gets it, it's going to be a reward. It's going to be his joyous thing. And if he doesn't then there's going to be hell to pay. But, but it's going to be this thing, right? And everyone who's ever sworn the oath and, and become a U.S. citizen, it's, it's a great thing, right? Because you fought to get into that process, into that pipeline, and went through all the steps, all the just ridiculous bureaucratic steps. And, and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be steps, but the government's involved, so they're bureaucratic, they're long, it takes forever, but they're going through the process. It should feel better that way, but it's not, that's not how these people work. It should feel better to win legitimately. It should feel better to know that you were elected. It should feel better to know that, that this poll, you know, whatever the case might be, fill in the blank. I could give you a million analogies. But that's not how they work. I would rather win fair and square. And when I lose something or when I get something wrong, admit it and then try harder next time, right? I mean, it's a simple point, but, but man, you would think like, hey, it's going to feel so good if, if we can help get the, if you want to bring people here, okay, that's fine. We know that they love to bring people here. And we know why they love to bring people here, but that's a different, different conversation. But it would feel better if you were a legit good person to get them in the right way and know that they were taken care of. Not just open the gates and be like, come one, come all. But these people don't care. They just don't. They do things the wrong way, they cheat, they change the rules, and they feel A-OK -okay about it, where the rest of us would be like, ah, 
I don't know, man. That doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good winning that way. It doesn't feel good doing X, Y, or Z process that way. They have no problem with it, though. But they want open borders. <clears throat> they do. And yet they have the gall to tell us that they're not open. It's ridiculous. All right, also ridiculous, not surprising. We'll finish on this point, then we'll get on over to Locals for Booze and Banter. We'll have some fun. Again, guys, you can get yourself a free account over on Locals. Some of the posts, including Booze and Banter, cost you just a mere few dollars a month. But we have a good time over there. It's a troll-free experience. It's fun. Uh, so get on over there. I put the link there. But before we get there and talk Fetterman and whatever the hell else you guys want to talk about, um, by the way, you've got Democrats who are using corporate tyranny to subvert the Constitution. Something that the Democrats, by the way, have you noticed how lately with these extremist comments that have come out of Joe and, and KJP and others, is they always also reference the Constitution, something they are actively trying to change. They'll say they support it because that sounds right. We, we need to support the Constitution and defend the Constitution. By the way, vote for this policy that completely cuts the knees out from the Constitution as we try to change it. It's the same thing with when you, try, when you hear someone say, we're standing up for America, I love America. Okay, well then why do your policies want to change everything about it? So don't always, don't, I say don't always, never just fall for that when they say, hey, you know what? We got to defend the Constitution. How, okay, start here. Start here. How about you read it first and then understand that everything you're trying to do is undermining. But here's getting to the story. It's from Fox News Digital here. Visa. We've all got it. Well, we, maybe not. But we have, most of us have a Visa card somewhere in our wallet or a drawer. Hopefully you've been a good boy or girl with it. But Visa announced this weekend that it plans to separately categorize gun shop sales joining MasterCard and American Express which have already said they would categorize purchases at firearm stores. Visa said they'd apply the International Organization of Standardization's new merchant code to gun shop sales. The new iOS code was announced on Friday. And and this is interesting because previously, previously, sales at gun stores were just listed as general merchandise. So not flags. So whether you're getting a firearm, an extra magazine, whether you're getting, whatever the case might be, general merchandise. So following this decision to establish a new merchant category code, Visa will now proceed with next steps while ensuring we protect all legal commerce, 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 commerce on the Visa network in accordance with our longstanding rules. The move by Visa signals a major victory for gun control advocates out there who argue that a separate category for gun store sales will help track suspicious, according to them, quantities of firearm sales that could potentially lead to a mass shooting. Democrats have gotten, as we have seen and known, into bed with every industry to push their ChaiCom model. Uh, agenda for America, where they know everything and control everything. And basically, the outcome is comply or be crushed through economic terrorism. And again, what, what blows my mind about this, I get that it, some people are anti-gun, whatever. Uh, we're, we're not going to agree on a lot of things, but you can be anti-gun, but we do not want the government, and you should not either, having this much control or say over how you do things, registering how you do things. You just shouldn't. You don't want things to be like China. And we are getting so dangerously close. Some of it's already there. So maybe you disagree with a conservative or a Democrat, for that matter, on an issue. 
That's fine. But don't give the government all the control and all the visibility into your lives. <clears throat> Tyrone, good seeing you, brother. It was, it was fun to have you back. So we'll see. It's, it's, and someone asked the other day, and I, I apologize. I forget who did on a comment or an email, one of the two, but it got forwarded on to me. And it was, hey, can we do a segment on what credit cards or banks we should go with, given all of this stuff that's changing? And, and not just this latest decision, but all the decisions, frankly, that have led up to this decision and how these companies have gone woke. It's really difficult to get away from. I mean, listen to those three names I just said. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express. I don't know if Discover's done it or not yet. But there's, there's so many people, guys, who are going that way, and control is just, it's not even oozing. It's like flooding into your life, the amount of things. We're in a, well, in a da too. dangerous time. What? I was going to say, it's hard, too, because, you know, I, I was looking to, for a new bank a while back, and I ended up switching over to Cabbage, but that's powered by American Express, but then your card is a MasterCard. But all the things you're talking about don't apply in this on this cabbage banking, but yet American Express owns it. <laughs> and right. Mass so it's, it, you, 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 you're, you're, you might be like right on the fringe of being out of what you're trying to do because it's hard. They're all intertwined. They all work with each other. You know, it's powered by American Express, but they don't do debit cards. So they use MasterCard for the debit card. It's, it's like, I thought this was an American Express thing. It is. Yeah. But why do I have a MasterCard? <laughs> you know, and so it's just like, you know, <clears throat> you really got to do your research and find where the best place to be and how it all works out. Because if it's starting in the bigger ones and the bigger parts, you know, eventually it's going to start trickling over to the the offshoots that all of them have and own. Yeah, they do. That's tricky. I saw a commercial this weekend for a phone company that is a new company just run by Verizon. So it's like if you're mm -hmm. pushing back against Verizon, you're like, oh, that company sounds interesting. And then and then you find out, oh, it's it's really just another branch of Verizon. Same thing yep. like you're talking about with Cabbage. And even even you gotta be careful even for the ones who are still holy. Because you get look, business is business. People are out there to make money. You might have a great company. And then you get a bit, if it's since the financial industry, for example, hey, these guys are good. Okay. And this is something that's happened at Mammoth Nation. You know, one of the toughest things they did at the beginning was having to comb through where people continue to stand and make sure they do still love this country and this constitution because people get bought. People change their, their views, leadership changes, all this stuff. And the same thing can happen here. And by the way, they've, they've done an amazing job with that. If, if, if a company's on Mammoth Nation, it's, it's legit and good to go. But yeah. But you can have a great company who gets bought for a gazillion dollars by, by Bank of America, and all of a sudden, they're in that same category. So it is. It's really tricky. So all that to say, whoever asked that question, we will get to that. We'll figure that out. We'll make it happen. Um, but I don't have this, this straight answer for you. I've got all those cards. And you, I've got, and we'll find like a financial guru to come on to and yeah. talk. Yeah, we'll do it because I think it's it'll be an interesting conversation because, again, my wallet, I've got with personal and business stuff. I've got MasterCard, American Express, Visa, all of those. I've got stuff at banks that I know are not on my side. But it's it's hard, man. It's 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 hard to, to find the time in this busy life and it's hard to to 
to to to get the time to research who it is and then make the switch to all of this stuff. It's just not it's not easy. It's not easy, but we have to push back again because we continue to lose. We're on the losing side of this if we don't push back and find the right places to to be to support to put our money into all of that stuff. We we vote with our dollar. We vote way more than just in November at a library or or church or wherever your voting place is or a school. It's it's how we live our lives. It's it's how we spend our money, where we spend our money. That's in fact way more impactful since most of these politicians as someone said before they work for us but they don't seem to think that and the ones who are good who are there are outnumbered by the bad ones so nothing gets done anyways we can keep going on with this forever this is this was like unplanned to talk about what we're going on if you want to help with research the mammoth nation marketplace is the best place to go check it out yes um yeah they is it promo code drew or is it a url it's promo code drew yeah promo code drew 30 percent off Yep, but uh, it's awesome because I love going on there and seeing how actually how it changes. And there's times where I'll call you and be like, "Hey, this company's off now." You're like, "Yep," because <laughs> it the it it's always evolving and changing. Hundred percent, over five hundred companies. I love now. that. I love that they do the research, so then you're not having to Google like Republican companies. <laughs> you can literally just go on there and right. they help you out. It's fantastic. Well, because by the so. way, side point, if I mean, everyone should know this by now. If you go and start, maybe it'll be better on like DuckDuckGo or something like that. But if you go yeah. and Google or Yahoo search or something like that, I don't even, does Yahoo still have search bar? Whatever. If you yeah. go and Google, you know, conservative or Republican companies, do you think that's going to be in your initial responses? Or, or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, like it's going to be buried on page 62. Like you'd be a bottle deep into to bourbon by the time you got to that page, and then you wouldn't be able to read the page, so you'd forget that you found the company, and that's their game. Th- th- like they didn't outline it exactly that way, but that's that's the model we're going with. All right, guys, that, we got to get on over so- to sounds locals. Sounds like something you and I have done. Yeah, exactly. It sounds kind of <laughs> like last night. Um, you know, the Vikings win, and it just it things happen. We appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for your patience last week. Um, some technical hiccups at the beginning of the show today, but we we made it. We're here. And we're not done yet. We're headed on over to Locals. I, I pasted the link in there multiple times today. I'll paste it in there again. Uh, we're trying this where we, where we get the stream set up early over there. So we'll get it set. Please come on over and join us. You'll be, I think you'll be glad that you did. We have a good time. It's a, it's a fun, a intimate, yep, intimate environment. Very, very cheap. So head on over there. The link's there. You can figure it out. We look forward to seeing you there. If we can't, for some reason, we'll see you on the show tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, all the major platforms. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.